For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hello and welcome back to Inside the USFL, a podcast giving you an inside look at the USFL from someone on the inside. To my right is Birmingham Stallion Center, Jordan McRae, uh, 2-0 atop the league. We talked about before the season, uh, worst odds to win it all. And I just said that's given me an opportunity to make more money. And I thank you for that so far. Uh, how's it going? How does it feel to be 2-0 so far? Uh, feels really good, man. We're starting to jail as a team. Uh, a lot of things that we can clean up, um, but it's it's a lot easier to clean those things up with uh, two wins on on the schedule so far. So I'm um, just going to keep getting better and uh, hopefully continue this streak. From at least just watching it on TV, it feels like your team has an attitude. Mm-hmm. I, I truly feel like you guys are absolute dogs. You're not afraid to celebrate. Maybe it's to the detriment sometimes of getting a penalty or something, but... <laughs> Like, I think that's good for the team overall, like in terms of energy, just feeling yeah. good. Does it feel like that just from the inside, from practices, stuff like that, too? Yeah, no, we definitely feed off of each other. So there's always going to be a lot of energy, no matter who's making the play. As long as uh, the Birmingham Stallions are the beneficiaries of the play being made, we always are happy about it. Uh, so um, we became a close group really, really fast. So it's just playing for the guy next to you and then wanting to see them succeed just as bad as you want to succeed. So I think that's we're feeding off a lot of that energy and it's been beneficial for our team. I know you talked about before that your O-line coach is someone you've worked with before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this, it's clearly the same with Jamar, uh, quarterback Jamar Smith. He w- played for uh, Coach Holtz at La Tech. Something. Mm-hmm. LA Tech, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think well, first off, is that common around the league that you know of people having that prior experience? And if, you know, at least from your experience, do you think that's allowed you guys to get coached maybe harder initially? Um, I'm not sure how how consistent that is with like other teams, but I'm sure it's happened in other places. Like you, you want to be with guys that you're familiar with and know their talent and know their capability as well as their limitations. And um, at least from our standpoint uh, with uh, Coach Heimbach, it, it really has helped. Uh, I'm a guy that wants to be coached extremely hard. Like uh, even if I'm doing really well, 
Uh, I want to know the little nuances, ways I can get even better in my game because nobody's perfect, but that's something that we could strive for. And he's um, definitely been helpful in doing that for me and all the other offensive linemen on our team. And the same it's with also Coach, uh, Jamar. Right. Like it's 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 also nice to know like what buttons to push, what buttons you can't push. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Jamar, they talked about how. Uh, he came, I mean, they were mic'd up, so you can hear what uh, Coach Holtz is saying and stuff. He comes to the sideline after an interception. Like, it's basically like, you know, let's cut the shit, let's go to it. Like, that guy wasn't there, you know, whatever it is. He knows that he can just get straight to business with them. Yeah. For some other quarterbacks, I'm sure, like, they've been together a month. So, yeah, it's, yeah. so it's, it's kind of hard to be as tough on them because you don't want to push the wrong buttons or put a guy in the hole or anything like that. But having that prior experience, Definitely helps with coaching, I feel like. For sure. For sure. And I know uh, you have gelled with your teammates. You live with some of your teammates in terms of on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are gelling. You didn't play with any of them before you said. Uh, do, does it feel like you guys had that good chemistry now where you can call each other out on the field or uh, just overall, even just like pre-snap, just communication in the huddle communication? Does it feel like it's where it needs to be already? Yeah, no, I feel like it is. And a lot of the guys, we understand we're all trying to get better, trying to get win as many games as we possibly can here and then ultimately ultimately uh, get to the, the highest level. And um, we all hold each other extremely accountable. And we all know that that whenever we're telling somebody something, is, even though it may come out angry or anything like that, we're just trying to get them better, which is going to get our team better. So that's the common ground that we have. So it hasn't been any, any type of uh, like backlash from it. Right, right. Uh, speaking of the game, if you guys didn't watch it, definitely go back and watch it. And Stallions versus the Gamblers. Clearly the most exciting game of the weekend. High-scoring game, back and forth, defensive touchdowns right away. First question on the game, how close were you to getting that tackle? You felt like you had him, too. I know you did. Uh, I, I definitely did. I should have started running earlier. Uh, I thought he was going to get touched down, so that's why I kind of stopped. But then I, when I realized he got up, it was like, uh, yeah, I, I, if I would have just started running earlier, I definitely would have had it. So so I got I got to make sure I, I, I continue throughout the entire play. It was close. The, the way they're filming it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, Jordan McKay's running from outside the frame. Like, oh, my God, he's it's like the DK Metcalf uh, <laughs> interception. Like, he's coming for him. Uh, it's close. Uh so there, obviously, there were a bunch of turnovers. There were mm-hmm. uh, defensive touchdowns in the game. When there's turnovers like that, back to back, or just a bunch of them, that kind of kills the momentum on your offense. But they weren't offensive line. Uh, it's not the line's fault, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of maybe it's a fumble, maybe it's an interception. So when you go to the sideline, what is it you guys are doing? Like, are, is it just the O lines kind of keeping to themselves, figuring out their own stuff while the quarterback, wide receiver, whatever? is figuring out why these mistakes occurred? Or is it your job maybe as a leader on the team to calm people, refocus people? Or in that scenario, what exactly is going on? So we, we always go as the offensive line and sit by ourselves to talk about what happened the drive before, what's working well, what we need to fix up. And then after we get that, we just it's just encouragement. Like offense, let's get it going. Quarterback, receiver, running back. You know, because we mess up too. So when we if a drive stops because of us, um, you know, the guys are doing the same thing for us, you know, getting us getting us back right for the game. And we going we're going to the sideline, making sure we get the corrections. And it's um 
I think with like with turnovers, it's easy to 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 point out because obviously it's such a big play. But offensive line messes up as well, so we just got to make sure that we all stick together because if all of 11 of us are doing our our part um, for a majority of the game, we're going to be successful. So we just got to make sure we fix the little mistakes we might have and then just keep it going for the next drive. Agreed. And uh, talking about mistakes, I mean, there were holding calls in this game, which is going to happen. Did it feel like it was one-sided to you guys on the field? Because I'm not sure if the uh, Houston got called for holding once, if I remember right. Um, maybe a little bit one-sided, but that's just how the game goes. You know, we make mistakes. And nobody's perfect. The refs might miss a call. Um, they missed some calls that we did uh, actually hold, so and they didn't call it. So it's just it's just the flow of the game. You just got to try to be as perfect as you can be, and then uh, just not try not to put the, the the game in anybody else's hand but your own. That's fair. Uh, you talked about encouragement on the sideline. Uh, you guys look good coming out of halftime again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been two weeks in a row now, and people always talking about halftime adjustments, and really it's not that big of a thing usually. A lot mm-hmm. of times people, you know, using the bathroom, getting something to eat. That's basically what's going out of halftime. Yeah. But is there anything that has happened to refocus you guys or re-energize you guys at halftime? Because you do look a lot better coming out into the third quarter usually. Uh, we ha- we just have a little talk about what's been working well, what hasn't been, uh, what our focus is going to be for the next half, the defenses that we're seeing, the coverages that we're seeing, and how we're going to attack them going into the second half. And um, halftime is extremely short in this league. So, um, you know, we just hydrate, uh, have a little th- three to four minute meeting with our, our position coach and with Coach Holtz, and just make sure that we know that, you know, we got to come out on all cylinders because we have um, gone into every game gone into every halftime this year in the, uh, without the lead so and, and getting the ball back. So we know we have to set the tone for the rest of the game when we go back out there. Right. I mean, it's worked. Uh, and also something that worked a lot better was running the ball in this game. Like you guys mm-hmm. ran the ball really well. Uh, the blocking was really good. But do you think just overall your success running the ball, do you think the timing was just better? Do you think it was a product of the opponent? Uh, was it something you felt you did something different up front? Uh, I wouldn't say did different up front. Um, all five of us, well, uh, six of us, because we uh, rotated at left guard this game and um, did a really good job sustaining blocks. And then uh, CJ and uh, and Tony did, just did a really good job finding the holes, you know, uh, making our blocks right. It's, it's, it's not just on the offensive line. They made our blocks a lot better uh, than they initially would have been a lot of times. And uh, Jamar getting us into the right plays and stuff like that. It was a collective group. Uh, we did our part, and they did theirs as well. So I think that's why we're a little bit more successful. So we're just going to try to build on that. When you rotate a left guard, obviously someone right next to you playing center, mm-hmm. does that does that do anything different for you in terms of communication, or is there anything that's tougher during the game when there's a rotating person there? Uh, not too much because uh, O'Shea and Tuck are both really good players, and uh, that's who uh, was rotating at left guard, and both of them have a great knowledge of the offense. Um, skillful players, so it's not much much of a change, honestly. Just uh, making sure that we're all on the same page, still keeping the same line of communication, and uh, making sure that we can just be uh, fluent on the offensive line. Okay. Only other thing I have about the game, I believe, uh, obviously, Alex McGoo out with a ankle injury. You had Jamar mm-hmm. at quarterback. Uh, Jamar probably a little bit more of a mobile guy. 
I would mm-hmm. say back there. Does that change anything for you guys in terms of protection or in terms of just blocking up front and knowing that, uh, you know, the pocket could be moving. You don't know where he's going to go. He could tuck in and run. Uh, does it change anything for you guys? No, not too much. Um, regardless of who's back there, just try to make sure we stay in front of the guy and like, don't give him an edge or anything like that. Cause, um, I don't, I don't want to block thinking that, okay, Jamar's going to save, save my ass in case I mess something up. But, but, um, yeah, so it doesn't, it really doesn't, at least for me, doesn't change much at all, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I have a question here from Bazaz on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you worried about there being no bye week in the middle of the season, or is this even something that could be preferred to you? Uh, not really, because, now, if it's like a 20-game season, then okay, like 20 straight weeks of playing ball is a lot. But 10 games and two playoff games, like, yeah, your body will probably be a little bit more banged up. But uh, I'm not too worried about it because the season is a little bit shorter than what you're usually used to in the like NFL or something like that. Sure. Uh, Michael Daniel on Facebook, has wrestling in middle and high school helped you play football at all? Uh, yeah, definitely. Wrestling by far is the most um, physically demanding sport I've ever been a part of. So it helped being that uh, you ha- it is so physically demanding. It helps with your mental as well. But just knowing positioning as well um, with wrestling, knowing when guys are trying to push, pull, uh, sitting down, um, it, for at least for an offensive lineman standpoint, I think it's been really, really helpful for me. Just the ability to use leverage too. Exactly. Right? Like- massive hand fighting in the middle yeah there's a lot uh, he also wants to know what if anyone know if you switched with uh justin your twin brother uh with the houston texans uh, for a given week if needed i'm not sure if this is uh if you want to um, give too much away but would anybody know do you think honestly probably not that much our play style is very very similar um you'd have to really really be trying to pay attention in order to notice the difference especially when we play we play center almost the exact same. At guard and tackle, it's a little bit different. But at the center position, uh, it, it would be hard to tell. Okay. Um, Sylvester Torres on Reddit. Has there been a most impactful moment for you since joining the USFL so far? Um, Most impactful. That's a good question. Um, I guess every next win is impactful. Like, uh, like this win felt a little bit better than the the week before, or we're starting to gel a little bit more. I felt like I played good in week one. I played even better this week, and just trying to build on that that success. So, uh, the next one that's, I'll probably say is every the most impactful moment so far. Just something that popped into my mind. Obviously, they switched the kicking balls uh, this week because kickers were complaining. There's a little bit of a different weight to it. A little weird. Mm-hmm. I would assume it's affecting quarterbacks a little bit. Um, and I'm not saying it's affecting your snaps, obviously, because it's just such a short distance. But do you actually feel the difference when you hold the ball or not really from an no, offensive I line can, standpoint? I guess because mine is a little bit shorter. I haven't really felt that much of a difference, to be honest. Yeah, I didn't think so. But it, mm-hmm. in terms of like bombing the ball, like if it's a downfield shot, I'm sure there's something that has to be at least a little bit different. I'm not sure what. But mm. uh, going away from the USFL, just talking football for a second. This week is the NFL draft, mm-hmm. and a lot of really good offensive line prospects. Actually, I'm just wondering from your point of view, 
because this is a talking point. Like for quarterbacks, it's hand size. For offensive line, a lot of times it's arm length. Mm-hmm. Uh, how important do you think arm length is uh, for an offensive lineman? Um, I think there's ways to be successful without having long arms, but if you know how to use your hands and use your length, it's, it's very impactful. Like getting to guys before they get to you, um, it can max mask some deficiency that you might have playing. Um, so it, it is important, but it's not the tell-all, end-all for, for offensive linemen, I feel like. Do you think that extra length would be more important on the edge, like at tackle, when you're facing those uh, speed rushers, edge rushers on the outside? Or do you think it's more important in the interior when you're facing like bull rushes and stuff like that? I think definitely on the edge. Because most of those guys out there are freak athletes, and you could be a really good athlete, but you're probably not as mo- as athletic as they are. They're in a the more natural position going forward. You're going backwards. So the faster you can get onto them. And in the interior, the guys are usually pretty close to you anyways. Um, so on the edge, I feel like it, it, it plays the biggest part. Uh, when you're watching film, uh, even if it's USFL, uh, college prospects, stuff like that. What's the biggest thing you look for on an offensive lineman where you can just clearly see like, oh, this guy's a dog, this guy's super good? I would say their footwork. Footwork or foot speed because uh, we got to work a lot with short area quickness, not necessarily how fast you are. Like a guy can run a 4.8, but if your feet are slow, it's not really going to help in the offensive line. So just uh, how your footwork is and also your hips. If a guy runs his hips through, on run blocks or is able to sit down fast on bulls, like just the change of how fast your hips can work and how fast your feet work. That's probably what I look most, most into for a, a office alignment. Uh, last question here. Uh, what's the biggest differences that you've experienced maybe from talking to other people when you transition from the college to the pro game? Um, Probably just the, it, I wouldn't say talent because there's a lot of really talented guys in the in, in the college game, but in the pro game, there's no drop off. Like uh, the first string and the second string, like it, most more times than not, less for the elite elite are the exact same. So you're like in college, if if I'm going against a nose, that's a you know a Sunday type of player, uh, the backup will either be a freshman or somebody that's nowhere near as good. Whereas in the NFL, they're rotating Sunday players. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, that makes it a little bit more difficult. You got to always be on your game. Your technique has to be good. You just got to be in better shape. So I'll say that would be the biggest difference is the depth. Yeah. Uh, that That's always weird to think about. Like you watch someone on Sunday, you watch an NFL player and you might think, oh, that, that guy stinks. Like that was the best player on his college team. That was exactly. the best player from his hometown. You know, mm-hmm. it's truly 1% of 1%. Uh, they also always talk about when you move up a level, whether it's going high school to college, college to NFL, whatever, uh, they talk about the speed difference every time you go up. Do you experience that on, you know, in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line? Do you experience a speed difference, really? Yeah, there there is a speed difference. And uh, for really, for us, because things happen so much faster in the trenches, I would just say the quickness of it. Guys are a lot quicker. Stunts happen faster. Backers are blitzing faster. So a lot of that short area quickness is something that you have to get used to from each level going up. For sure. And that's all I got. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, No, that's good. Make sure you guys tune into the game this Saturday versus the breakers. It should be a really good one.
Yeah, this is Battle of First Place Breakers, the only other undefeated team. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is going to be one you definitely want to watch. It's on. Uh, it's on Fox. So Fox, uh, 7 p.m. Central, I believe. So 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, Saturday. Definitely watch that. It's going to be a good one. And Jordan, thanks for joining me once again. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.